As we gather on this Christmas morning, we love to hear that wonderful story of Luke 2, the story of the birth of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I'm going to read just a portion of that story for us once again, but before doing so, let's join together in prayer. Lord our God, we thank you for your holy word. We thank you for all of its revelation to us. We thank you that once again this morning we can hear that wonderful story of Jesus Christ who came as the light of the world. We pray, O oh God, that you would bless the reading and the preaching of your word. May we see the glory of Christ. May we leave rejoicing in the salvation that is ours in Christ Jesus. Hear our prayer, O oh God, for Jesus' sake. Amen. I'm going to read just those few verses from Luke chapter 2, the verses 8 through 14. And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace toward those with whom he is pleased." Here we end the reading of God's holy word. Well, children, it is finally Christmas Day. We have been looking forward to this for many, many weeks. For the last several weeks, we've had a number of sermons helping us to prepare for the celebration that we have today. Sermons surrounding the use of the Advent candle and the themes of Advent. We began this Advent series by talking about the hope that we have at Christmas time. And we read from Romans chapter 15 and heard these words May the God of all hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. Hope for a hurting world. Hope for all of those who would believe Jesus Christ and embrace what he has done. Hope at Christmas time. We went to the prophet Isaiah. And from two different texts there, we talked about Advent themes. First from Isaiah chapter 11 and peace at Christmas time. Remember, children, I encouraged you to draw a picture of the text that day. The wolf shall dwell with the lamb, and the leopard shall lie down with the young goat, and the calf and the lion and the fatted calf together, and little child shall lead them. The cow and the bear shall graze, their young shall lie down together, and the lion shall eat straw like an ox, the nursing child shall play over the hole of the cobra, and the weaned child shall put his hand on the adder's den, they shall not hurt or destroy in all my holy mountain." For the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. That beautiful picture of peace. Peace in these pictures from nature and a peace between God and man. Peace at Christmas time. 
We looked at Isaiah chapter 9 and talked there about joy at Christmas time. You have multiplied the nation. You have increased its joy. They rejoice before you as with joy at the harvest, as they are glad when they divide the spoil from the yoke of his burden, from the staff of his shoulder, the rod of the oppressor. You have broken as on the day of Midian. Joy in the work of God. Joy as at a time of thanksgiving. Joy as in the day of Midian. Remember that story, Midian children. How God came and perfectly accomplished the victory for his people. A picture of what he would do in his son Jesus Christ. To perfectly do everything necessary to secure our salvation. Joy at Christmas time. And then just yesterday... Just yesterday we talked about love at Christmas time, a love which comes from God himself, a love that is shown to us so that we might show love to one another. And now it's Christmas morning. And so we talk about light, light at Christmas time, an appropriate and fitting theme. Light like on the Advent candles, lights perhaps that you might have on a wreath or a tree at home. Lights that that point us to a greater light, a more wonderful light. Lights that point us to Jesus Christ, who is the light of the world. So this morning we're going to spend just a few minutes reflecting on the truth of light at Christmas time. A light that surrounded Jesus' birth. A light that is seen already in Old Testament prophecies. And a light for us as New Testament believers. First of all, light surrounding the birth of Jesus. We see that light surrounds the announcement of his birth. We read in verse 9, The angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. The glory of the Lord shone around the shepherds. And as you hear that phrase, the glory of the Lord shining, I hope that your thoughts go back to to a series of sermons we had earlier this year. Remember that, children? We talked about the tabernacle and all the parts of the tabernacle. We talked about the altars and we talked about the candlesticks and we talked about the bread and all of these things. And at the end of that series we saw that God himself came down to inhabit that tabernacle. And in Exodus chapter 40, we read this, Then the cloud covered the tent of meeting, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. And Moses was not able to enter the tent of meeting because the cloud settled on it, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle the glory of the lord that was so majestic so wonderful moses couldn't even go in anymore that glory of the lord that 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 echo of what would come later as to the shepherds the glory of the lord would be revealed to them in the announcement of jesus birth glory light surrounding the birth of jesus glory and light surrounding the reception of Jesus. Later in Luke 2, we read the story of a man named Simeon in Luke 2, verse 35. Now, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, 
And this man was righteous and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came in the Spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, he took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, that you have prepared in the presence of all peoples a light, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for the glory of your people Israel. Simeon sees Jesus and says, this is the one. This is the light. A light for the Gentiles and for the glory of the people of Israel. Simeon recognizes the truth of who Jesus Christ was. A light for both. A light for Israel and a light for the Gentiles. There is light surrounding the birth of Jesus. And that is no surprise to us. Because already in the Old Testament, we have light looking forward to the coming of Jesus in the Old Testament prophecies. Again, we looked a couple different times at the book of Isaiah. But I'm thinking of a text like Isaiah 42. We read there, Behold my servant whom I uphold, my chosen in whom is all my soul delights. I have put my spirit upon him. He will bring forth justice to the nations. I am the Lord. I have called you in righteousness. I will take you by the hand and keep you. I will give you as a covenant for the people a light for the nations to open the eyes that are blind, to bring out the prisoners from the dungeon, from the prison for those who sit in darkness. You will be a light for the nations. I have called you. I have given you as a covenant for the people. Remember God's covenant relationship with his people. A covenant that was made initially with Noah, a very broad covenant, the covenant of creation. And then God narrows that covenant down to Abraham and his line. And Moses gives some formality to the covenant. And now when Jesus Christ comes, that covenant is opened up again for all who believe in him. For all who turn to Jesus Christ, the light of the world. You will, he says, open the eyes of the blind prefiguring the work of Christ. That's exactly what he did, kids. Jesus was able to open the eyes of the blind, those who had lived in darkness all their life, suddenly could see light. That beautiful picture of, of the physical ministry of Jesus Christ as a as a reminder of the spiritual ministry of Jesus Christ. For those whose eyes were blinded by sin, for those whose eyes were, were held in darkness, Jesus Christ comes and by the power of his spirit, he gives light and he gives light and it's like blind people able to see, to see the glory of God in Jesus Christ the Son, already promised in the Old Testament prophecy of Isaiah. To open the eyes that are blind, to bring out the prisoners from the dungeon, to release the captives, to bring freedom. And we talked about that. A freedom that was not simply from 
from physical captivity to other nations, but the work of Jesus Christ is to bring true freedom and release from captivity to his people, a release from the captivity to sin, the captivity to Satan. We are set free by the power of Jesus Christ. That's the light that we celebrate on this Christmas day to open the eyes that are blind, to bring out the prisoners from the dungeon, from the prison, those who sit in darkness. Those who sit in darkness. The darkness of sin, the darkness of guilt, the darkness of shame, all driven away by the light of Jesus Christ. Promised, prophesied already in the Old Testament. Isaiah chapter 42 And again from Isaiah in chapter 49, we read there, It is too light a thing that you should be my servant to raise up the tribes of Jacob and to bring back the preserved of Israel. I will make you as a light for the nations that my salvation may reach to the end of the earth. That same theme. You're a light. You're a light to Jacob, you're a light to Israel, but you are also a light to the nations as well. A reminder of God's ongoing intention to bring the nations in. Yes, he would make his covenant with Israel, but now the true Israel, Jesus Christ would come and do what they could not. Jesus Christ would come to truly bring in the nations by the power of his work of crucifixion and resurrection. Jesus Christ, the light of the world. We began our service this morning by hearing from Isaiah chapter 60. Arise, shine, for your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Nation shall come to your light and kings to the brightness of your rising. Nation shall come to your light and kings the brightness of your rising. Jesus Christ comes, prophesied already in the Old Testament, the one who would bring light, the one who would bring freedom, the one who would open the eyes. And we celebrate that on this Christmas morning, that he has opened our eyes by the power of his spirit to see his glory and to see his majesty. And so it is no wonder It is no wonder then that in the New Testament, what Jesus says in John chapter 8, again Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Jesus fulfills those Old Testament prophecies And reminds the New Testament believers, he is the one who was looked forward to. He is the one who was prophesied. I am the light of the world. And what does he say? Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Jesus calls those around him to recognize who he is. And then then to walk in his ways, a call to believe in him as the light of the world and then follow him, turning away from the path of darkness and walking in the light of life. 
That's the light that we celebrate at Christmas time. Not just a, a candlelight, kids, or not just a flashlight, the light of life. A life that is, that is filled with joy and devotion because of who Jesus Christ is and what he has done. That he has come as the light of the world. The light that, that allows us not to return back to the darkness. Don't walk in the old ways again. Christ, Christmas is a call. A call to faithful living. A call to recognize Jesus' light continues to shine on our path. He continues to lead in the paths of righteousness when we know him, when we embrace him as our Lord and as the light of our life. Those Old Testament passages, that reminder that Jesus is the light of the world, were already spoken in the New Testament as the, as the New Testament church begins to recognize the expansion of the gospel, the coming of the light of Jesus Christ. And, and, and in the book of Acts already, in Acts chapter 13, Paul is preaching, we read in verse 13, verse 46, and Paul and Barnabas spoke out boldly, saying, it was necessary that the word of God be spoken first to you, to the Jews, since you thrust it aside and judge yourselves unworthy of eternal life, behold, we are turning to the Gentiles, for so the Lord has commanded us, saying, I have made you a light for the Gentiles that you may bring salvation to the ends of the earth. And when the Gentiles heard this, they began rejoicing and glorifying the word of the Lord, and as many as were appointed to eternal life believed. Paul had been made a light to the Gentiles to bring salvation to the ends of the earth. He quotes... The prophecy from Isaiah 49. He recognizes that Jesus Christ has come as light of the world and he is now given the great privilege of sharing that light with those around him. The light of life, the light of truth, the light that releases us from captivity, the light that takes us out of darkness. And as the Gentiles heard that, they rejoiced and gave glory to God. And that's why we gather this morning. That's why we meet on Christmas Day. No, kids, it's not a Sunday. Sunday was yesterday. Maybe you were confused this morning as you got up and you had to get your church clothes on again. It's another day to go back to church. But we're here to celebrate and to rejoice in the coming of the light of the world. A joy that is embraced by all who recognize Jesus Christ as that light. And so this morning, once again, the glorious call of the gospel goes out. If you are worshiping with us here this morning, if you are still walking in darkness, if you don't have the hope of Christmas or the joy of Christmas, the love at Christmas time, the peace with God, then this morning God calls out to you. And he says, look to the light of the world. Have the eyes of blindness be opened for you. Have the darkness taken away. Because Jesus Christ has come as that glorious light. He calls you today to put your faith and your hope and your trust in him. That's our joy and our celebration in light at Christmas time. Not just the light of Advent candles, not just the lights on our trees or the lights on our wreaths, but Jesus Christ. 
the light of the world coming into humanity, shining his light into our hearts by the power of his spirit and calling us then to walk in that light today and every day and to live our lives in the joy of the light of his holy word, praising him and bringing glory to God in the highest. Let's join together in prayer. Lord our God, we thank you for Jesus Christ, the light of the world. We thank you that we can celebrate his coming at Christmas time. We can celebrate that he has opened the eyes of the blind. He has freed the captives. He has taken us from darkness into light. Well, Lord God, we rejoice at that glorious message today. May our celebrations today be a reminder of what Christ has done for us, bringing praise to you for the glory of the gospel, for opening our hearts to receive that truth. And may you, O oh God, in all our time spent, either alone or with family or whatever it might be, receive all the glory and the honor and the praise. For you've been so good to us to show us the light of the world. Hear our prayer, for Jesus' sake, amen.